I mean, Katie, if the shoe was on the other foot, we would be having brunch being like, I can't believe they didn't listen oh, to our absolutely. podcast. <laughs> well, I walked in uh, and yesterday and Camille was, was cramming. She was listening to an episode. She was listening to an episode that you weren't on, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I picked wrong. I thought it would be good to get a, like an episode with a bunch of different guests. That is not the ideal Bundy Buddies experience. Bundy though. Buddies. Bundy Buddies. <laughs> an episode that I'm not on is uh, that's what. Bundy is that Bundy your Ted be. Bundy podcast? The Bundy, Bundy Buddies. Bundy Buddies. Check out Bundy Buddies. It's actually about young Ted Bundy and all of his <laughs> little serial killer friends, fictitious and not fictitious. Marilyn Manson, baby Marilyn Manson, baby Hannibal Lecter. Wow. Baby Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I think you could sell this podcast. No. I've been working it's on it. It's basically like Muppet Babies, but for serial killers. We were in talks with Netflix until the animation department tortured it. It sucked. <laughs> Welcome to Bundle Buddies, the podcast where we play indie games from Rich.io and elsewhere. My name is Alex Honnett. My name is Eric Taylor Roth. And our producer is Matthew Haddock. We were inspired to play through the Itch.io bundle for Rich Just Inequality when it was launched in June 2020, raised over $8 million for charitable causes. We now play through that bundle, other bundles, and other games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode number 70, and we have played 197 of the 3,551 games in our bundles, and we promise to play all of them. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Alex. Thank you for having me back as a co-host, uh, despite despite all of my kicking and screaming and pissing and moaning. Yeah, I mean, everything's fine except for the pissing part. That, gets, <laughs> that To me, that just feels like insult to injury, you know what I I'm mean? I'm a messy little boy. You're a little piss boy. Yeah, well, it finally happened. What? We finally had uh, our wives <laughs> on the podcast. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Wait, did you just piss yourself?" It or something finally like that? happened. I finally wet the bed, worked the bird. Uh, yeah, we have our freaking wives on the podcast this mm-hmm. week. Can you believe yeah. it? Um, yeah, I can. I, I can. We've, uh, you know, we've we've talked about them. I I talk about Camille probably every episode. She's never listened. I walked in on her listening to the episode with Mike Classic and Greg Carber. Oh, that's uh, a great one. And does not feature me on it, which is I you're think, not an on it. Important fact. <laughs> the best the best way to in, ingest bundle buddies. Uh, she uh, she's not much of a gamer, though. She does surprise me. She surprised, she surprise uh, me. both of us. I think yeah. her, uh, criticism is kind of what I was hoping we'd be able to do at the start of the podcast. Just generally as a podcast, <laughs> very thoughtful and insightful. Um, it did, it helped that one of the games we played was in her, you know, chosen medium, her professional mm-hmm. medium. Yeah. Where she actually makes yeah. money to have these kind of thoughts. Uh, and Katie, uh, also very delightful. Yeah. Really wonderful. Also, uh, had never listened to the podcast. Uh, no. I didn't bring it up uh, until I asked her is like, she was like, Oh, don't you send out the agenda thing? I was like, yeah, but you listen to one of the podcasts. Right. And she just sort of looked at me and I go, right. And she goes, <laughs> and I, in that moment, if anyone out there is married, you'll appreciate this. You know that they screwed up and you don't actually care, but <laughs> you feel like you can't miss such an obvious opportunity for them screwing up. Like that's, that's you play you play wild games my friend i'm just saying it's like that thing is like you know what this is like one of those things where i don't actually care but if she did it to me she would care so i'm i think i have to pretend to care a little bit i don't know we finally made our wives do the podcast and it is so delightful it's It's really fun they're so good i really love my wife i don't know how you feel about yours yep she is my favorite person um our cause uh, this week is uh, NARAL Pro-Choice America, a group that organizes and mobilizes to protect the freedom by fighting for access to abortion care, birth control, paid paternal leave, and protections from pregnancy discrimination. www.prochoiceamerica.com or at N-A-R-A-L on Twitter. Um, it's, you know, there was news that came out in the last, I think, hour or two that's uh, really depressing about 
the possible overturning of Roe v. Wade by the Supreme Court. And so uh, abortion orgs are definitely a place to throw your support and and money right now, um, if not yeah. this one, any of them. Uh, and if anyone out there has suggestions about causes we can highlight or, you know, funds for uh, folks who need abortions, uh, definitely send it to us, bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you donate to any pro-abortion organization and send us proof to that email address, we'll give you a shout out on the show. And uh, thank you for uh, putting your money where um, something um, desperately needs it. Yeah, absolutely. On that very somber note, let's hop into a very fun podcast with our wives. <laughs> um, so guys, video games. You're yes. you're both our wives. Let's identify the 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 wives for the voices. Yeah, so it doesn't just seem like we're sister wives. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Even though that show is wonderful. <laughs> Um, I am Camille Campbell, and my beloved is Eric T. Roth. And I am Katie Conroy, and my husband is Alex Honnett. And I'm Alex Honnett, and my wife is Katie Conroy. (laughs) And I'm Eric Roth, and my wife is Camille Campbell. (laughs) And so we're all sitting here recording in... um, we had to like figure out the recording setup, so we both split earpods <laughs> and we yeah. have mics out. So things are a little different than they normally are for us, which is funny. Well, but yeah, it's not yeah. just earpods; it's not like it's AirPods. No, it's, it's literally it's like, wired. I think it's romantic. I've seen teens on the bus doing this with each other. <laughs> still, do they still do this, or is this like old? Maybe teens? this was like ten years ago. That's when I was on the bus. The last time I saw teens, <laughs> ten yep. years ago. Yeah, what are these teens hiding? Americana. They're always at the Americana. Wearing crop tops. Mm-hmm. Crop tops, uh, big right now. They were not big ten years ago. They were also at the Ren Fair. Lots of teens at the Ren Fair yesterday. So oh, that's nice. It's nice that teens still are still into Ren Faire. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy. From your LARPing days. Mm-hmm. So we're, this is a video game podcast. We talk about video games exclusively on here. Yeah, and, and Alex was like, we have to have Camille and Katie on. And I've been like, they don't <laughs> like video games. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I truly don't understand why we have to have them on. <laughs> Camille has this is maybe the first time I, she played a video I am game illiterate it's like taking someone who doesn't know how to read and bringing them on to like the new york times book review <laughs> <laughs> yeah katie new- doesn't hate video games she just doesn't she has a very specific oh, lens yeah. through where she views them yeah i mean i'm for one i am a viewer i used to literally pop popcorn and watch my sister play zelda and james bond and so I am more the spectator of it. And then I also, when I play, I have ADD, so I get bored really quickly. Mm. Uh, okay, so your sister was the was the video game player? Yes, my you sister, re- huge video game player, and my brothers. Do you remember what uh, systems they had growing up? Oh, we had a Nintendo 64. That was okay. the only system we had. Oh, and then with my... Um, uh, with my other side of the family, we had a PlayStation, and all we had were the trial games. We the didn't have discs. yeah the demo discs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, Camille, do you know what a Nintendo sixty four is? <laughs> it is a gaming system popular with the youths of America. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, when circa when <laughs> circa the. The aughts. Yeah, close. Okay. <laughs> you're within. You're with. You're plus or minus ten years on that yep. one. Yeah. Um. This is I so did. fascinating. So Camille, like when you would go, like, I don't know uh, what your extended family was like, but you would never go to like a house and there'd be a bunch of kids running around and you'd have like some shitty cousin hogging the Super NES or something like that. You know what's so funny is we're a family of all women because my mom has all sisters and they all got divorced and then they all had (laughs) girls. So I didn't have that. And then I think my mom and my dad thought like if you played video games, you would become a school shooter. So like I just, uh, you know, I missed it. I 
did play Oregon Trail and Where in the World, Carmen San Diego. Those are the um, perfect you games yes. too. But I also I had like a blue iMac, and that and I, the iMacs came with Nanosaur. Which oh, Nanosaur! Like, you're like a Velociraptor with a jetpack, and you're collecting <laughs> eggs. And I played the shit out of that. I played it so much that I started seeing dinosaurs in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you said to yourself, like, I I just I can't. I yeah. I shouldn't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Dude, Nanosaur was good, though. Yeah. I never played Nanosaur. <laughs> I beat the game. I've never even seen it. I don't think I, I, don't think I realized you beat Nanosaur. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He has newfound respect for him. <laughs> Look at him. He's falling in love with you all over again. Eric's never beaten a game in his damn life. <laughs> we also, I also used to be, like, a huge, and I'm shocked that you weren't, Camille, a Sims fan. Oh, yeah. I think it was just like my Sims was like my dollhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if like we downloaded Sims onto this computer if you would play it. I'm a professional writer. I'm like, I need to do it. Well, you say that, but I think like, you know, you do the, I mean, lately, let's talk about, let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Redecor. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Jesus! Yeah, yeah. yeah Redacore. Mm-hmm. Um, I do enjoy Redacore. Um, you, you know, fantasy rooms. I, I don't like that. I have to dumb down my aesthetic style for the competition. <laughs> <laughs> so but describe like, Redacore because you guys. We should also back up and say Camille and Katie are. You guys are both very good friends. Yes, too. Truth. Yes. Um, Redacore is an app where. I think you'd be like a, a blank room and you have to decorate, like they have the outlines of the furniture and the carpet and you have to decorate it. And it's highly built so that you have to spend money on it. And it's yeah. like, it, it's a skill to try to not <laughs> um, spend Use money your budget. Yeah. And Camille sent it to me about a year and a half ago and goes, I think you're going to get hooked on this too. And we are. Um. It's so the Sims would just be that without the like competitive edge, like, and then you compete against real time users. So you would have full control of your aesthetic design choices. Oh, okay. <laughs> so much more than that. Pitched, I'm liking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also I, a component of like you're controlling these little creatures that walk around. Oh, yeah. These people. <laughs> Weaving the narrative of their lives. As a writer, I'm sure that sounds interesting to you. All right. Man. It's very fun. I love the idea of like, we brought you guys on the podcast just so we could try to pitch you on video games. I mean, that's, for, like, that's, that's Alex's specifically dream. The Sims, like a video game from about 15 years ago, like 20 years ago at this point. Like, you got to get into this game from 2002 well, called The Sims. Well, talk about your experience with The Sims, Katie. Oh, uh, guys, I was hooked on The Sims when I was younger. That was like, we had the computer room. And um, I would just sit in there and play at all times. And what I would do is my like narrative behind it was whoever I had a crush on, I would create their house. <laughs> and then I'd try to have <laughs> me fall in love with them in that. And then also it's like, it's a horny game, like not going to lie. So you can have them do it in the bed or in the hot tub. And then there's cheat options for you to be able to move the furniture and then you just see like blurs together, basically, and you're like, nice. "Yeah, they're doing it." Yeah, um, I I had a baseball game growing up where every time there was a all star player, I would rename that player Eric Roth. <laughs> <laughs> so that's similar to like the making the crush, <laughs> making oh, yeah. the crushes. I, I just think it is so funny that Eric plays all games with his full name, including his. <laughs> Because, like, and, you know, because I'm paranoid and only know about video games from, like, NPR, I'm like, we're going to get doxxed. You're going <laughs> to piss off somebody in Rocket League. Well, it's funny because there's I people use that anonymity to be very mean. And I have no choice but to, like, have to be kind or be, like, generous to, like, these cruel, cruel, like... You know, miscreants, where or it's just like, yeah, the screenwriter of Forrest Gump. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Man, the screener Forrest Dunk, fucking Forrest Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> I should say we all got together last night to play one of the games, and uh, we weren't even up very late. But I didn't sleep very well last night nope. from all the. We ate a bunch of Cuban food, and now I'm I'm like operating at half capacity. For some reason, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but the screener of Forrest Gump just uh, murked my ass in Apex Legends. Was the joke I was going to make? And yeah, that would have that would have been a funny joke. That would have been, been a very good joke. Um, so, Katie, what what's the talk us through like sitting and watching your siblings playing N sixty four, and then like you deciding that you're going to kind of explore computer games on your own. What's like, is there a breaking point there? Is there a memory from that moment? Yeah. I mean, the memory mostly was it started me watching because all of a sudden I had three stepbrothers and I wanted to impress them. um, And I wanted them to be my best friends. Uh So I would watch my brothers play Mario and then we got um, Goldeneye. And they were like, do you want to play? And I was like, absolutely. And of course, I was um, uh, odd job. Oh, right? yeah. Uh-huh. And we would only do slappers only. And so <laughs> if you're odd job, slappers only, you get a lot of success that way. Yeah. So I just like would slap the shit out of my siblings on this game, my new siblings. Um, I don't know if am I supposed to cuss on this? Is that okay? Yeah, you can, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can say Great. fuck on this podcast. Camille just like <laughs> her eyes went. <laughs> so we would play slappers or we would do um where you do the rocket launchers. Oh yeah. And what I would do is because I knew I was gonna be awful at it, is I'd just do suicide count. And <laughs> so I just <laughs> rack it up that way so the game would end. <laughs> so I'd like play with them, but I wasn't like I'm not that competitive in those games. Okay. What Wait. what I think right. what this plays into a little bit is like the way that you kind of create your own fun. You know oh, I mean? absolutely. Where like you're not actually playing the games the way they're meant to be played. You're like, I'm just gonna do the thing that like gets me off in this that i'm having a good time with yep exactly so um that's how i would play him and then my brother jay got really good at mario and we would all watch him play and, and like we'd have our friends <laughs> I over love, I love and like have my friend over and we'd just like watch him crush mario <laughs> and then i love my sister but she is of the competitive nature yeah, and she's a type a she she had to defeat him so they started playing GoldenEye, and she got really into it. And then we got Zelda, and then that became a whole thing. And um, I just loved watching all the characters in Zelda. All right, let's do a let's do a, a uh, reference check on Camille here. Okay. <laughs> all right, Camille, what is GoldenEye? Is it a James Bond thing? Yes. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, what is Odd Job? Um, it's a little task you have to do around the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is slappers only? <laughs> a script club? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Camila, this is one, 10 out of 10 here. <laughs> yeah. This is so okay. funny, Eric, because when I suggested this, it was like, wouldn't it be fun? And it'd be like sort of silly and fun. We can do it. You know, not really thinking that like, yeah, Camille really doesn't know anything. about. <laughs> <laughs> These are like uh, just things you take for granted. Uh, so Camille, to fill you in, GoldenEye is the James Bond uh, N64 video game that came out and it revolutionized uh, local multiplayer games. So you, there was a solo mission you could do. It was very fun. But then there are like four screen, like multiplayer games you would play where you run around trying to kill each other. Um, odd job is a character you can select that is shorter than everyone else so it's harder to hit them but it's easier to get headshots in 
So it's sort of like a double-edged sword. She's that character. And then Slappers Only removes all the weapons except for the karate chop in the game. So you're just karate chopping at each other. You should have played this game where you you made up fake games and then like put in ones and had me guess which was the real one. That would require entirely too much uh, preparation for this podcast. You guys are showing that you don't listen to this podcast because you would imagine that we would do a segment that would require some work ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) What's your, so uh, what's your experience of video games these days sort of around the house? And what do you guys think of the podcast? What do you think of this, this endeavor? (laughs) Um, I mean, I was really glad that you guys had it during the pandemic. It was a nice um, thing that you guys got to, I was like, good. (laughs) Um, But around the home, I mean, video games, like I will credit with doing the games that we've played today for this podcast. Like, I'm glad we did them because I was like, oh, this is really fun. Like, I, it turns out Eric is not an idiot. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, we're, I feel like we've learned how to manage our, our video game misalignment. And before Eric plays, he'll be like, I'm going in, I'll see you later. And we say goodbye to each other, <laughs> which is very cute. <laughs> that's so nice i like that that's really cute we were just talking about katie and i need to do something similar to that yeah just for one specific game when i play civilization i need to communicate with her that i'm just not going to be myself for about three days (laughs) i mean truly he does not exist taking a vacation from myself a little bit he needs to have like you know a little like a vacation sign on the door (laughs) gone fishing gone fishing i'm gonna wear my civ hat instead of my fishing hat yeah exactly if this hat's missing, I've gone seven. <laughs> the way that I've thought about this podcast is super grateful for finding it and for y'all doing this during such a hard time. And then also I know on like our first apartment when y'all started it, it was like remain silent because we were in a one bedroom. <laughs> and so Camille and I would text each other or we would watch a movie via, like we'd watch it and just text each other our reactions to it while they were Yeah, recording. but what, what, what did we called each other quiet wives? <laughs> quiet wives, we did. But this is what I mean. We're welcoming you into the Bundle Buddies extended universe now. You're no longer the quiet wives. You're now, you have a voice. Absolutely. You could you can dunk on this pot, dumb fucking podcast all you want right now. You don't have to be polite. Tell us um, how you really feel. Uh, that's and not then, the quiet wife way. That's not no, the quiet wife that's way. That's not the quiet wife way. And then my my reaction to it in our new place is Alex will go, whoa, hey, and like just like loud noises coming from the office of when excitement. I'm uh huh. Yeah. Or there, when you're recording, there are some times when I'm playing these games because the the default mode of playing the bundle games is like, so I would say. We don't play a lot of really bad games, you know, but we play some games that are like less interesting and kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And they're just like effort, you know, they're interesting in a different kind of way, but they don't make you react. And then when you find something you really like, like that you really, really like, it's exciting and it's fun and it's dynamic. And like I exclaim vigorously. Was you know? it like, Triangle Game part of this? Triangle Strat. No, Triangle oh, Strat. Okay, is I not thought part it was. Part no, God. Okay. I mean, that would be great. <laughs> you could get triangle strategy in the uh in one of the bundles was the singing one part of it this wanderlust was okay. part of it yes which was a game i played a few weeks we put a few weeks ago on the podcast and i tried to get katie into yeah and you sort of liked i played it. for like two seconds which is part of my add where it's like great that was like so much fun moving on a little bit too much of a narrative a little there, more like focus required that's mm-hmm. reminding me that there are certain things in video like games that eric has played that i have cared about and that is when people have sex in the witcher oh yeah and, <laughs> and anytime you go underwater in anything oh yeah i went it, like i was playing skyrim you know probably 10 years ago or something like that and um Camille just like happened to be walking by and I went underwater in the game and she went, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) 
and so because of that one moment, anytime I go underwater in any game, I'm like, Camille, Camille, come look. <laughs> or whenever the Witcher is having sex, I'm like, Camille, Camille, the Witcher is having sex. You see, I get it's- very embarrassed when the horny stuff happens. Yeah, like, don't look at my thing. <laughs> but like one thing that I got out of like Alex playing video games so much, I guess, is that I have this wild and amazing fascination with game glitches. Like, I don't think something makes me laugh more than a game glitch. And I don't know why, but, like, I crack up at game glitches. When uh, Cyberpunk 2099 came out, that was one of the ones that we watched, like, glitches for, like, an hour. Yep. And I went to a bachelorette party in Joshua Tree recently, and me and one of the girls got really high and just watched game glitches while everyone else was like outside in the hot tub drinking at like one in the morning. And I just like, I laugh so hard. Like the Spider-Man ones right now are very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I guess I got you Grand Theft Auto for Christmas mm-hmm. one year, not knowing what that would mean to our lives. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, um, but and so then I would pl- you let me play it a couple times, but I kept obeying the traffic signals. <laughs> <laughs> and you would like think, yield and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's gonna be really cool to like climb up a really tall building and then parachute off. Like that's gonna be a great experience. So like we spent like probably ten minutes climbing like the highest building we could find, and then I was like, okay, jump off and push this. And she jumped off and like m- missed the button, and so just like <laughs> committed suicide like off the top of this building, and she was like, "I'm good." <laughs> like that's it. I'm done. <laughs> that's the problem is when you're when you're illiterate, like when your hands don't know how to use the controls yes. in any way. Thank like, you. Yes. You can't really. That's hard to jump over. Yeah, I would have to really. Yeah, I'm really bad at the buttons and figuring that stuff out too. It's like really stressful to me. Yeah. And that's a, yeah, that's the biggest source of frustration for yeah. you with these things. I move like, my body as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just make a lot of like squawking noises of just like being uncomfortable in those moments. <laughs> Camille, what do I sound like when I'm playing Apex Legends? You saw that one ant, and you were like, "Ew, ew!" <laughs> that was Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you did. Camille likes also the aesthetics, like putting uh, skins on cars and stuff. Oh yeah, if you can change the costumes. Same, same. Those avatars, I love building the avatars. That's fun. That's what. That's why I loved Animal Crossing. Katie got yeah. really into Animal Crossing. It was a oh, deep, yeah. dark time. <laughs> I remember and this, where all you were doing, anytime I text you, you'd be like, turtles, turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Collected turtles for a turtle farm on Animal Crossing. And a turtle farm is not something you can build in Animal Crossing. Nope. She just got a bunch of sort of like... I fished turtles. She fished turtles out and then we put them in like a little pond area and she created for them. <laughs> I made a sign. It wasn't. I thought it was part of the game. No, it's not part of the game. <laughs> it's it's like a recore or whatever it. It's recore. Recore with just turtles everywhere yep. instead. Yeah, I made them like a zen little patch of grass that they could enjoy, and I think I like I fished out the most turtles you could get. I that, that was probably the only part of that pandemic that you weren't like completely miserable. And then once you completed that, you're like, oh no, <laughs> like yep. what else is? Once the turtle farm was finally big enough, you were like, yep. I guess I'll go live in a tent for a week. I knew that. Yeah, I lived in a tent for a week. We set up a tent in our living room, and Katie lived in that for a little bit. I had a I had a hard time. Let's just say it yeah, straight up. But I remember one time playing Animal Crossing till like three a.m. trying to get uh, the scorpions off of one of the islands, and I snuck into bed and I go, "This is when I need to stop." Like this is that <laughs> moment, and so that's kind of when I ended my Animal Crossing. She stopped crossing. Camille, do you know what Animal Crossing is? Oh, it uh there's yeah. Um <laughs> I know I do know this one. <laughs> because there this there was an art there was a bunch of articles in NPR about it when it yeah, came out. Yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah, you're you get landed, it looks kind of like the Hello Kitty mm. 
um, kind of, and there's animals and outfits, and you're talking to people, and you collect berries. She's looking at me like, I, I, expecting me to give her some answers or something <laughs> like that. Like, maybe I can sneak her the answers. I think you nailed it. Yeah, that was awesome. All right, we played three games this week. Uh, the first game we played was 1,000 Heads Among the Trees from the Rich Justin Equality Bundle. This is by Aaron Oldenburg, a 3D adventure, experimental, first-person horror, photography, travel, art game. Visit a quiet town in the Peruvian desert at night, searching for spirits and taking photos, then sharing these pictures with locals who free associate based on them. This game is based on a time I spent with a brujo in the desert suburb of Casiche, Casiche, a town that was founded by witches during the Peruvian Inquisition. Here, descendants of witches still live and continue to practice traditional healing and fortune telling. Um, I chose this game because Katie, traditionally in our relationship, has never wanted to or been interested in watching horror movies mm -hmm. because she doesn't like being scared. Yes, and possibly like can can do some anxiety. Yes, and absolutely. And recently overcame that fear to not be able to watch any scary movie, whatever it is. We'll give it a try and see how she feels. Exactly. Because so, nothing is as scary as the pandemic. Right. Nothing was as scary for her <laughs> as that time in, in her life. Yep. So I was like, let's play a horror game uh -huh. and see how you react to it. But the way that Mr. Honnett set it up is that he had to go and do a show. <laughs> and he put these headphones on me with scary noises and then left the house. I just love <laughs> that she could play the game by herself, which was, I think, the ideal way to do it. In the dark, by yourself, uh, playing this game. Uh, what did you guys think of the game? We'll start I with really Camille like and Katie it, every yeah. time. <laughs> it was very spooky. Um, really good sound effects uh, and I guess score. It did feel cinematic. And I, um, you're kind of like dropped into this night space in an abandoned town where you know there's something supernatural going on. And then you like encounter people and um, they say random things like there's a restaurant with murals in it of people <laughs> and you go okay cool and then you eavesdrop too yeah but the people the way they move so eerily it's very it's very it's scary and yeah. um and then you're supposed to take pictures which i really liked because then i got into like interesting cinematic angles <laughs> and then you're supposed to show the photos to people and they give you feedback like this composition is quite interesting or like your pic like anytime you took a picture of an animal they would say something about that animal we eat cats or <laughs> cruel and then eventually they'll like all the people you talk to have very good boundaries and they express them they'll be like okay i don't want to talk to you anymore <laughs> It's very true. And also I feel like I would like take photos because all everyone moved really creepy and I take photos and they'd be like, that is my aunt. And I was like, okay, sorry. I took a photo of your aunt. Like, <laughs> like, I thought it might be a ghost. I thought it was a ghost. <laughs> and like, That's your aunt. In the beginning, someone mentioned, like I took a photo of the dog and they mentioned that you may see one of those with like three heads. So I looked just for a three headed dog for like a good 20 minutes of trying of playing the game. Yeah, things don't really add up, but it doesn't really matter because it's a good experience. Yep. Um, and I, I couldn't, you can't really go into buildings very easily. So like they make a big fuss about going to this one restaurant and the, the brujo is in front of the restaurant. You talk to him and it's like witchcraft has gone down inside the restaurant, but it's like, cool. Now, now what? <laughs> Did you guys walk into any buildings and see like a TP set up or something like that with two people sitting in it? No, no, that happened to me. Oh, I went yeah? inside of a building. I tried all the doors, and for a while, some of the doors you could knock on, but no one ever came to them. Some of the doors you could yeah. walk into, but I only ever was able to walk into that one door. Also, I, I will say the complicatedness of the keyboard figuring that stuff out. Like I had to write down yeah, all the it's, directions. Uh, it's the WASD uh, setup, so W A S D on the keyboard is a. It's a sort of a standard thing if you're playing games. You learn that like that's oh yeah forward left right yeah yeah. Okay. But, 
<laughs> we took a picture of the control screen for yeah. Camille, so she had her her phone and could kind of check in on it. That's really smart because I just like started clicking on different keyboard like on it just being like okay maybe it's f maybe it's r yeah there was a there was a, a thing in here too where you could pull out your journal by pressing yep. j and oh, then yeah. there would be little entries in there based on things you had done or stuff that had happened in there and it it popped up with a lot of regularity like there yep. were like you would do something and then somebody would be like oh i went i saw uh, you know there was a dog that was mean to me and then it would be like in there and there would be some tasks you had to do too which that reminded me of one of my favorite games of all time the goose game the, Which is untitled, like the task. untitled Goose Game was the game that Katie also got very into over the pandemic. <laughs> Camille, do you know what that is? Uh, Can no. you guess? Um, there's a bunch of gooses, geeses, and they all have little bonnets, and they need to go collect eggs from different uh, nests. This sounds like a you know this sounds like a podcast to me almost. No, no. <laughs> that sounds like that hatching game that Claudia was a big fan of. Yeah, that's right. Uh, pe- pecking pixels. Pecking pixels. Untitled Goose Game is a uh, puzzle game where you kind of wander around torturing people as a goose, which and is so, like my favorite kind of thing. Katie, if Katie could be a mischievous goose, I think you would. That be. is, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Um, I mostly, I mostly just watched Camille play a thousand heads among the trees because I, I was kind of, I was very intrigued by what kind of an experience she would have. And she loved it. She (laughs) laughed her dang ass off. She like, she freaking, she loved pulling up her journal. She was such a big fan of pulling up her journal. She loved taking pictures of stuff. And then with her phone, she took pictures of the pictures she took. And I was very proud of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I showed one person this picture that I took of it's like a high angle long shot of a cat lying down looking a black cat sort sort of looking dead. It's very ominous. And the person said too much going on in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> the what responses else? from She's... people were really cool. Yeah, they were. Camille's got some more responses. Uh, no, none of these are as good. I did notice that the women in the show need better bra support. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I did like the uh, the taxis that you can get into yeah. to go into the outer parts of town. And I, I figured out how to use the map. And the first time I went exploring, I think, to the lagoon, which was like radiating, it looks like toxic waste, the, the taxi stayed with me. So I was able to explore and then go back in the taxi. The second place I went to, the taxi left. And I had that actual mm-hmm. moment of watching the taxi leave. Yeah, we chased and, after it. <laughs> like, no. And then I spent all this time trying to find it. And that like that put me inside of a I, the one place I actually got to go inside was this ruined house that had like a red checker floor, which felt very Twin Peaks to me. Um, all my references are, are movies. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. I actually think you're bringing like a really good amount of perspective to this. Yeah, there, the, the thing about this game is it is very creepy and sort of tone. There's not a lot of jump scares. At the beginning, a dog mm-hmm. attacked me and cracked my camera, and that scared me. That yeah, that was like the dog ran at me. The dog and then, and then we found somebody that fixed the camera. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I but I was into it. I liked the crack. It was adding depth. to. I know it was creepy. I also like adding production value. <laughs> I walked into some alley and there was like nothing that was like throwing balls at me. And so I was like trying to take photos of it and it was really creepy. And then I kept moving and then this house just kept spinning. Oh yeah. The spinning house. Yeah. And I tried to get to it, but the fence like wouldn't let you. And I was like, that's a bummer. Like I want to see like what's going on and take a better photo than just like a creepy fence with like something spinning behind it. Yeah. I mean, I was in it. I never had any idea what was going to happen (laughs) (laughs) and um, everything was weird enough for me to want to keep exploring. That sounds like it's time to get to final thoughts. Oh, I love it. Uh, is this a pass or a play for you guys? Those that's the barometer. So pass means you know what? I don't I wouldn't recommend it. I I, I don't need to, you know, play it ever again or anything like that. Or play is like, I like this. I would play it. I would recommend people play it. Play. Hardcore play. Cool. Yeah, I'm a play on it too. I think the um 
the responses people had to the pictures was sort of more than kind of uh like basic it's you know AI, sort of like yeah. wrote responses yeah. i think that they did a really good job kind of making it feel like this was a real world the graphics are a little uh rudimentary but even within like setting up these rudimentary graphics they do a really good job uh tonally um and almost use the sort of like the less uh developed graphics to their advantage i think they look like the michael halloween masks mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah one of the brujos really scared me because yeah he did. Like, this looks like fucking jason or some shit Not and the jason, way they like move ooh, they're like yeah. zombies yeah they there was a couple times when i'd see people running in the distance i mean that's my biggest thing is like in terms of a complete gaming experience there's not actually much here to do i finished it yeah. in about a half hour 45 minutes um i got 100 percent on both the areas i was exploring uh there is a lot of stuff that feels really creepy that you can kind of take pictures of and you're like sort of spooked out by and then there's only like four or five things that are actually supernatural that you're trying to capture that was my experience anyway that i could find there would be like guys facing away from you in like a building and that would be really scary. But then there would be like a massive burning pillar and you'd be like, okay, that's, um, that's uh, actual ghost stuff right there. <laughs> so the way that I couldn't figure out if there's an ending of the game or anything, because I got a hundred percent in all the outside areas and in the town. And then the taxi cab drove away. And I was like, I guess there's nothing. I guess I else died here. Yeah, yeah. This is it for me. I'm dead. Uh, and that was my experience with it, but I really enjoyed myself. And uh, I don't know, like the, the, the system at the core of this is so robust. I really feel like they could uh, hang some more meat on it if they wanted to. You know, they could revisit this project and, and uh, really build it out. It, it, could, it could use some more. I'd love to. Yeah. Um, great. So that is A Thousand Heads Among the Trees. Next up, we'll talk about Aguma 2 Arc 1, a cyberpunk, dystopian, futuristic, mind-bending, psychological horror, visual novel. Aguma 2 Arc 1 is a mystery sci-fi novel imbued with heavy action and psychological elements with a cast of unforgettable characters and gripping story. Um, there is also a little bit of a description of what the story is. This is interesting. We wanted to choose a visual novel for you guys. Uh, the, the way we pick games for this podcast is we have a big spreadsheet and we sort them randomly and then... We usually just pick like the top three, but sometimes we'll do a little bit of editorializing if we have folks on. So this mm -hmm. was the one of two visual novels that popped up within there that we felt like we could do. This one had high risk, high reward potential. And unfortunately, it turned out to be a little bit more risky than it was rewarding. Um, there's not much. This is a true visual novel. There are no choices that I could find that you make. Uh, I played for about an hour and... Uh, some change and I didn't get to make a single choice the whole time. So what did you guys think of this one? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it kind of ended up you're reading a, a book basically. Right. And um, one that kind of meanders and is a little episodic. Um, and it's interesting because it's like, this is my first visual novel and it's almost like, it's taking on the kind of interactive stuff from a lot of video games where you like go talk to someone and learn something and putting that into a novel form. So like you frequently get kind of pulled into these sort of side channel things and you can't really track what the main story is. But I mean, from thinking about it, like, you, you know, you're pressing the space bar to see every line. It's interesting how it compares like with screenwriting, where you do sort of the same thing where each line is supposed to create like a, um, a passage of time, and to get you sort of, I don't know, I found a correlation there between that and how that could be used <laughs> to, yeah. to better effect. I think I like, I did like the idea of that. It's just like, when I hear that we're going to like play a game, I think about it in this interactive aspect. That's not just a space bar the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so my mind from that and like an expectation of being like, Oh, I get to click along this journey a little bit more and pick 
ways and like, you know, which way you'll go and stuff. So I was just expecting that the whole time. So I think I had like a letdown on that because I was like, oh, you're going to be able to pick which person to talk to and to journey through this. And then the sound of it too was like very confusing with certain parts of it where you'd be like, okay, well now we're moved on to something where the tone is completely shifted and we still have this like weird walking down a staircase moment, you know? And so it felt like it was like, that's where it felt like it was um, a little like, I don't know. There's like, it's This game does not have a lot of polish on it. Yeah, I think exactly. A great, a great yeah. way of putting it. But I do feel like there's a lot of love. Like, I feel like it's probably a young writer. Yes. yes. Oh, absolutely. You like, are walking around in some person's head right there. Yeah. And I think that actually the genres are a little off because I would yes. say this is coming of age um, because the good, a good portion that I read took place in sort of like a futuristic high school. Yeah. Um, and I do kind of like Shira as a as a hero he's an unconventional one where like you know they're running on some adventure and he's like i'm gonna be skipping class (laughs) (laughs) or um and i have a huge amount of affection for that and he just wants and they created this club called the comfy club i know that to me i just like it made me really that made me smile for sure yeah and i also think that like the world building it does have potential and is creative and i thought it was clever that they start investigating this corrupt apple company that literally has toxic apples <laughs> and i thought that was clever because you know yeah apple yeah. this is um it, it's the, there is quite a bit of creativity going on here almost um <clears throat> too much to be totally honest because there's so many ideas you get pulled in so many different directions from sentence to sentence you know, this is really someone's, you're, I just mentioned earlier, you're walking around inside someone's brain. And if you have sort of a familiarity with like anime or manga and stuff like that, you'll see a lot of the tropes that they are exploring uh, in that uh, sort of pop up here and there, but they're never really developed. They're just sort of casually mentioned um, and name checked, and then you kind of move on. Um It reminds me a lot of uh, Malady for Our Malices, which is a game we played like an episode two or something like that. It was the first time we had uh, Brian Rodriguez McGovern on. And it was like, I was into that game because there was some fun stuff happening. And similarly in this one, there is some fun stuff happening. Like there's some stuff here, but you're not making any choices. And it, my guess is it probably changes a lot pretty soon from when I stopped playing, but we, we didn't quite get that. There's the element of the supernatural and uh, we just don't quite indulge in it the way I'm hoping to. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it reminds me of like my high school writing in a way that I yeah. find very, like very upset. You know, like it's like looking at, <laughs> you know, like choosing to read your own stuff from high school and being like, oh, no, please. Yeah, like the monologue of the staircase. I was like, I was like, this is definitely like has that vibe to it. There just haven't been some choices made about which story is being told and it's yeah. kind of just stream of consciousness, which is odd because it's like, think about how much work you have to do in order to make the visuals and everything else. <laughs> like, how that? why would you do that with, with a text that is so unformed? Um, but, I mean, I, I also just had affection. Like, I feel like if I was an angsty teen it would be nice to know that there was like, you'd be in someone else's brain who clearly is dealing with being over ruminative and anxious. And I liked that he even, you know, cause the vocabulary is an issue. He's using like yeah. 25 cent words all the time. I Googled some of them, <laughs> it was, you know, illuminating. Um, but he, at one point. Wait, what does 25 cent word mean? What does that mean? That's a, is that a screenwriting term? No, no, it just means that you're using like a big word when you should use like a nickel word. You're using like an expensive um classic screenwriting word. term right there. <laughs> <laughs> um but like he even Shira has a comment where he's like, God, what is it with me and vocabulary? <laughs> <laughs> so and then all I, of a sudden it was interesting how like this cat character just like comes yeah. along out of nowhere it's like 
I don't know. And they don't really acknowledge that. That's what I mean. It's like, it's it's almost like fan fiction. Exactly. And the cat fun. character, like, doesn't go on the excursion to go find the warehouse. So, you know, it's like, where is the security detail if the if it's not there, you know? Yeah. And what about the mysterious friend, Louie, who yes. is in the comfy club and only says one word responses? <laughs> and there's, like, some distance between the two of them. Which, which I thought was going to be a romance thing in the beginning. Yeah. We never know. Maybe we get there. That's yeah. the thing is we did not play the whole yeah. game. So it's it's tough to evaluate it past sort of these initial ruminations. True. But let's get to final thoughts. Um, I'd say for me personally, I'm a pass on this one. Although I there's a lot of elements of it that I do like. I, I just feel like going into it, I want to have a little more clarity at the top that like pulls me in. So I'm, I, I, I didn't feel like, I, I felt like I was compulsively having to play this as opposed to wanting to play this, which is never a feeling I want to have for the podcast or for games we play for the podcast. Uh, Katie, what do you think? I say pass as well on this one. I think also because it just, it sets it up like the chapters. I like that. Cause you know, like what you're accomplishing a little bit, but I mean, the story, there's there's so many different ways it could go in a way that you can't follow along. Um, I, I think this is a pass, but I think that this creator has a lot of potential and um, I, you know, want to read more stuff by them in the future. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm also a pass. Uh writing wise uh sometimes less is more in this time mm-hmm. this time more uh you know it's a genre the the visual novel is a genre that um works best when you're using both the visual aspect and the writing aspect in uh conjunction together and when you are instead kind of using the visual uh the visual aspect as kind of just an afterthought to the fact that you've written a lot of text, you you end up as an audience member getting having that feeling that you're you're not really actually participating in uh, the genre. And um, so I would say, you know, moving forward, trying to figure out ways to marry those two would be very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And where else are you going to get sort of inside of someone's brain like this is the one thing I will say is like it is it is a fucking trip. So if anything we said sounds cool. Yeah. Psychosexual, crazy, horror, futuristic, dystopian stuff. Go for it. Check it out. Coming of age. (laughs) (laughs) The next game. Okay, the next game is called Gormily. It's from the Racial Justice and Equality Bundle as well as the Ukraine Bundle. This is from Anthony Tzija. Oh, I definitely said that name wrong. Sorry, Anthony. Uh, it's a local co-op multiplayer uh, battle party controller action player game. Um, this is a uh, this is a description. Chop, sear, and eat your way through a collection of organic minigames and gourmet. Play with two to eight players in this local multiplayer party game where you share your controller with a friend to dominate the kitchen. Every minigame is made with cooperation in mind. Each player holds half of the controller working together with their other half to become the best chef in the kitchen. Gourmet is the perfect snack at a party. Bust it out with the chips and the bah. Gourmet requires at least two controllers to play and is local multiplayer only. So, yeah, this was a game I wanted to do in honor of Katie because this is the sort of shit that I think you really Oh, absolutely, like. yeah. It's basically just like a bunch of Mario Party style minigames with some really cool conceits. Mm-hmm. Everyone has one controller. You are using the controller stick uh, for directional Everyone things. Everyone has half a Everyone controller. Everyone has half a controller. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mind everyone, you. <laughs> uh, everyone, so you're playing with two people per controller, and then you're using the paddles. And that's sort of the, the way it works. You have to kind of communicate with your partner to navigate through these all these various mini games, try to win the stomach wars. <laughs> so we all got together last night and played it. We did in yeah. person. We ate some Cuban food and then played it. Uh, yeah. What did, what did you guys think? It was fun. Yeah, we got we got competitive. Um, we won one game. We got vicious and tried to sabotage you. <laughs> yeah, guys. they did. Oh yeah, the chopstick game. Yeah, there's okay. So it's it's mini games. The animation style is very uh, very silly and flat, almost like it looks like it was made on paint. Um, but yeah, there's a fun chopstick game where you know both sides have to try to lift sushi into a mouth by being one chopstick. But yeah, you can kind of 
Yeah, they figured Smack. out that they could sabotage us, and that is literally all they did. But that's really our only shining moment. <laughs> we would, I, yeah, Camille and I could not hold a, uh, a... Yeah, but I will say that I saw really good partnering going on. Um, yep. Eric whispered to me, you're doing a really good job. <laughs> and, and then I heard Alex say to Katie, we have to communicate really well. <laughs> there was this basket game that um, I would say was our weakness. Yeah, yeah. The, to give you the play-by-play, Katie and I started out the gate really strong. I mm-hmm. think being the more video game literate team between the two of us. We sort of went into it. Katie has played Mario Party before. It's a game that I mm-hmm. like to play quite a bit with people. It's a very goofy, fun mini game game. So we took an early lead. Eric and Camille battled back bravely after getting adjusted to it, and then we kind of pulled ahead. Yeah, and uh, won the most games. But yeah, there was a basket game, and we just kept on flipping it upside down. Yeah, all the games are sort of like food related, and uh, require you to kind of like work together to either gather a bunch of food and put it into a mouth. And you can chop a blueberry. Chop a, oh, you know, yeah. chop yeah, a blueberry Katie, on a table. You really got after me on that one. I did. I was, a, I was a knife that had to cut a blueberry, and I just destroyed Camille within like five seconds. But these games are fun. Like they, they did a really good job of making fun games that you like to play. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's one where you put sauces on a bunch of things. Uh-huh. What was, there was, I that, feel like there was, I, oh, I, fish, the fish one. The sauce one, Alex loves his sauces and he like took personal pride. <laughs> I am the sauce master. <laughs> what are they called? Sauce daddy? Sauce boss. Oh, sauce boss. <laughs> sauce boss. Sauce daddy. Mayor of sauce town. Mayor of sauce town. Well, Camille and I were talking during dinner. It's like, we both like hot sauce. And then Camille's like, oh yeah, I'm definitely the mayor of sauce town. And I was like. Well, Have you I, seen I, our I, I, I respect where you're coming from, and I, and I think that's great, but I am the mayor of Sostown. Yeah. yeah, Alex came over and shamed my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I do it again. And then he made her watch The Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we changed it. I watching the Lincoln Lawyer. To talk about that, I'm probably talking about the fact that on a Saturday night till 11:30. Well, we so watched. how about this? Uh, I am a play on Gourmetly. I think this is a really fun local multiplayer game. If you got on the bundle and you got some people over, bust it out for 15 minutes, play through all the games, and see how you're feeling. Oh yeah, you'll enjoy it for so sure. So you're a play too. Oh, I'm a hardcore play on Camille, this Camille, how do you feel yes, about it? Yes, definitely. And I feel like if you're, in t- I figure that my game skills are like that of a very stoned or high <laughs> so you can play it and have fun while intoxicated oh yeah yeah Eric. also also play on gourmet love a good uh local multiplayer mini game sort of thing i feel like this is one what would you guys say would be like the one that you would have wanted to play over and over and over again because for me it might be the choppy blueberry one that one might have the most replay value I like the mochi. Yes, I was also oh, the mochi yeah. smashing one. I was not into that. I like the grabbing of the food. I thought that one was fun. Oh yeah, where you like grab? Yeah, uh-huh. with your hands. And then I like the the hands in the tank, the fish tank. Oh, the fish tank one's fun too. Yeah, your fish running away from a chef trying to grab you. Camille would immediately get grabbed. <laughs> the first round, we oh, didn't you. know which fish we were, yeah, so that was, that was a little confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to learn. I had to learn to let Camille embarrassed. By <laughs> All right. This is a, that's a, that's like quad play right that's there. That's four And now we move into the final now, part of the Okay, EA. now the Your- review of Lincoln Lawyer. <laughs> okay. Matthew McConaughey film from 2011. <laughs> sort of a John Grisham style uh, lawyer legal thriller. I thought it was going to be about a small town lawyer who drives a Lincoln kind of like <laughs> He's like a little bit of a crook and he's like finally gets like invested in a case and like makes good. It's not what it's it's sort of about that, but it's a lot it's, more sinister than that. Yeah, it's dark. That was that was dark. I had to watch Flubber afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but it does feel kind of refreshingly dated. Like I don't think yep. they would make movies like this because the central trial is about like a sex worker being like assaulted and um 
yeah, the way that they handle it feels Ugh, very, yeah. very dated. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> Camille and I just kept on looking over at each other, being like, "What?" They show so, a picture of uh, what it looked like when she was assaulted, like ninety all times. the time. Yeah, but he's just sort of like he's a he's a bad white dude, but the movie wants you to think he's really cool. Matthew McConaughey goes around like misidentifying people of color. <laughs> and, like, oh yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I thought you were the other one. And like, and, like but I gave you a hundred dollars last year. Um, right? Cool, <laughs> yeah. And then John Leguizamo delivers one of the greatest lines of all time. You got more balls than a Chinese ping pong turn. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all like looked at each other. We're like, that's a good line. Also, the, cast. the cast is insane. It's like, yep. it's Marissa Tomei, John Leguizamo, Brian Cranston, William H. Macy. Brian Phillippe and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Marissa Tomei doesn't have any like, scenes so they she's have a lawyer but they thing. don't talk about her being a yeah. lawyer that much no, and everything she says is like oh. deeply wants to have sex with yeah. her scumbag alcoholic ex-husband yeah. <laughs> so that's what we did i'm gonna pass on that yeah. one don't don't watch pass. lincoln lawyer play gourmet instead <laughs> All right, so that is uh, that's the podcast. Oh my <laughs> god, guys, we did it! The f- first official bundle brides, the first ever. I think you guys did so good. Eric and I, I'll have to talk about it afterwards. I think we'll probably have you on again sometime. Oh wow! And yes, that is a threat, Camille. <laughs> <laughs> I got to start training, intense training. <laughs> I'm just gonna make you play Sims. Alex almost bought me the first. What was it? The yeah, first Sims. The first Sims during the pandemic. But we both agreed that maybe it was. That was probably not a good, good thing. I needed to stay with my turtles. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything that you guys want to plug? Uh, Katie works as a stylist, so yeah, you should follow her on Instagram at Katie M Conroy and hire her to do your styling yeah, needs. I will definitely style you up. Yeah. Yeah, you can follow me on the gram for irreverent hot takes and news about my uh, screenwriting. And it's at Camille Campbell with a bunch of L's on the end. And that's it. Um, Thank you guys both so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. You guys are cute. Okay, that was a great episode of Bundle Buddies. Alex, I think that we're getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. And now it's a family affair. Oh, boy. Camille was Camille this morning was like, I wasn't too disparaging on the podcast, was I? That's what so do you sweet. think? Do you I think? don't think she was too. Uh, yeah. The listener, what do you think? Let us know. What do you think? Send me a Sound tweet. Off. At Eric T. Roth. Send um, me a tweet. At Eric T. Roth to tell I me realize what you think. I kind of want to send Camille games now that we play just, to be like, what do you think? Just send her some games. Yeah. I was well, thinking about I, I downloading really, the Sims. I really do want to send her Inverness Knights. I feel like she would actually enjoy that game. That was the, 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 the uh, do you remember that one? We just played it with uh, Kate O'Connor. It's the visual uh-huh. novel yeah, about yeah. The, uh, the Taylor. Yeah. Go, you know, send her. You're welcome to start sending her games. I'm sure uh, she'll play I've, them. <laughs> I I'm not gonna do that. I'm <laughs> it's yeah. I you know I've, I I love that she and I have separate interests. No, oh, that's nice. Yeah, and now the idea. Fun. I used to be like, oh man, I want her to play video games, and now I'm like, oh, I like having my thing. That's uh, you know just mine. Damn, I cool? love it. You're afraid that she's going to fucking murk your ass in Apex Legends. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I can't have started, my she wife. Started, she started playing it, and then she was like, oh. within a week, just like, oh, noob. It's just like, noob, nut tapped you or something like that. My what do people say? People don't say noob anymore, me. Right? They tell me, they, they tell me, uh, they, they tell you, uninstall, trash. Uninstall. Un- uninstall the uninstall. game. Camille's just going to be like, Eric, uninstall the game. That's the marriage. only way she's going to get me to quit playing Apex Legends is if she just... <laughs> fucking pisses on the floor and then rubs my face in it that rocks i mean you know you are you'll already piss on that you're already pissing the floor so yeah yeah um i love it 
I love you. Thank Our you. episode next week. So normally we have like a, a, quite a bit of a buffer um, to sort of decide, like we have guests on. So when we record oh, we've bumpers, eaten like, into it. We've eaten, yeah, into, the we've buffer. eaten into it. We had some unexpected cancellations with some guests and, uh, uh, took some weeks off, rested on our laurels a little bit. So we're going to be recording a hot and fresh one this Sunday. We haven't quite decided uh, what specifically to serve you people, you fine folks. Um, so next week's a mystery, and we'll let you know when we know on Twitter. But uh, keep your ears freaking peeled. Hell yeah. Keep your ears like fucking carrots peeled. Keep your re- ears like artichokes peeled and steamed. Mm. Steam your like, ears with, I like the, bun- with the bundle buddies. I love I like artichokes. artichokes. They're great. Maybe next week is an episode about artichokes. Uh, welcome to Artichoke Buddies. <laughs> that's a good podcast name. And that's a good yeah. joke I made. Uh, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Or is it Artichoke Podcasts? Leave us a review there, please. And track us on the web at Bundle underscore Buddies on Twitter or www.bundlebuddies.com on the URL box. Alex, I love you. Eric, I love you. And in case you're late of listening, Katie, I love you too. Oh, yeah. And Camille, I love you also. <laughs> this would Fine. be an episode that they would listen to, right? I mean, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Camille was like, I like that you had a thing during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. <laughs>